You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds & Klein Appraisal, and your host of this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Will the state of Washington become a major destination state in the new world order of COVID-19 moving forward in what we've got left of 2020 and, and into 2021 with people not necessarily having to live in the same state that they used to with work from home possibilities, anywhere you got a laptop, anywhere you've got an internet connection, you can work anywhere. You could live in your mountain cabin, you could live on a boat on the ocean, you could live in another state, you could live in another country if you wanted to. I know, I think it was Barbados, or the no, it was the Bahamas, offered a one-year visa to come work in the Bahamas. They Tourism's way down. Hey, come and remote work, Lee, in our country. We'll set you up. That's what some countries are doing. And so I think the state of Washington has as many benefits as any other state for a lot of what we're seeing with remote workers. And I think there's some circumstances going on with the whole COVID-19 thing that point to state of Washington is still a major destination state. We've still got an influx of people coming in. And we're going to touch on a couple of things that I think really hit on the fact that Washington could see an even further major influx of people to its area. Now I know a lot of people are going to say, ah, oh, with all that stuff that you had go on with CHOP, nobody wants to live there. But CHOP was a six block radius area, a six block area in Capitol Hill, which is kind of what everybody calls a downtown Seattle. That does not reflect the rest of Washington State. Washington State's a big geographic area. And if you go east of the mountains, there's no influence of, of CHOP there. There's no crazy, um, you know, left wing radicals running around that are blowing things up and wanting to kill the police. That's just not happening. That's just not a reality. So let's jump into an article that I thought was really interesting. It's from Forbes. And it's, um, it basically it's touching on the fact that there's a bill right now in California, that is bumping up the upper end of their state income tax. And that's one thing that in Washington, we don't have a state income tax. Is that coming? I don't know, because we've got a major budget shortfall, don't we? Huge budget shortfall without all the businesses being run at the beginning of the pandemic, all the income from that and all the business that isn't happening, all those state revenues not there. So I don't know, look over your shoulder if you're a Washington resident, and kind of check out, do we have a proposed uh, state income tax coming down the pipeline? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. So the California state income tax is already 13.3%. So if you think you're paying a lot in taxes now, you know, go to one of these other states that has an already burdensome state income tax and see how you feel then when you fill out your taxes. Brutal. That's why I think Washington, Washington has enough room to spread out. And it also has some tax benefits with the, like the lack of state income tax. And then it's also got geographic benefits of lifestyle. You've got the water, you've got mountains, you've got land, you've got areas you can move around in. Other states just don't necessarily have that. And, and yet you've still got proximity to employment centers that aren't that far away. So let's jump in here. So California 13.3% tax rate may be raised to 16.8% retroactively. 
meaning the state of California is looking at their budget going, Oh, my gosh, this is not good. How can we fill this budget? What can we do to make this better for our budget? Uh, let's tax the really the ultra wealthy in our state. Let's make it retroactive to the beginning of, of uh, 2020. That'll get some more that'll pump some more money into our system. That's a bill that is on uh, that that is being proposed right now. So most Californians think that they already pay high taxes, and they are not wrong. They are correct. But a tax bill AB 1253 from Santiago would impose even higher taxes and retroactively to January 1st, 2020. If passed, high income Californians would pay another 1% on income over a million one. 3% on income over 2.3 million. This is on an annual basis. And 3.5% on income over 5.9 million. These dollar thresholds looked odd, but they're basically 1 million, 2 million and 5 million plus inflation adjustments. Those are the thresholds we're looking at. So people making a lot of money they're going to have to pay a lot more in taxes. That's just the bottom line. And so I think a lot of folks in California, like you'd look at Joe Rogan, one of his big things was, yeah, my taxes are going to go way down. I moved to Texas, where their tax liability is way, way less. Why wouldn't a guy like Rogan move there other than the fact it's ridiculously hot in Texas, and it doesn't have any of the natural beauty, and it doesn't have the social aspect that Los Angeles does where Joe runs his podcast. But can you give up some of those factors for arguably more freedom and pay less in taxes, keep more? Maybe maybe you got a better lifestyle then. Maybe you take your tax savings, you go on some epic vacations, which I'm sure Joe already does because he makes a ton of money as it is. So these tax hikes would hit only the very rich income Californians. Hiking California's tax rates on income over 1 million from 13.3% to 14.3%. California's highest rate would be a whopping 16.8%. That's state income. That is before federal income. You can rate Assembly Bill 1253 for yourself. If it passes, it could cause some Californians to hop in their Teslas and head for Texas, Nevada, Washington, or anywhere else. Anywhere would mean lower state taxes. The current top 13.3%, which is worth noting, is the same on ordinary income and capital gain. Uh, that dates from 2012. So they've already had this uh, state income tax in place for quite a few years. And they're looking at bumping it up as a way to fill the hole in their state budget. I know the Seattle City Council, and one reason a lot of people are saying, oh, let's move business out of Seattle. Seattle City Council is trying to pass a tax on basically the top three wealthiest business, or if you want to look at it, the top three most successful businesses because they made good decisions, they made good plans. The Seattle City Council is trying to do kind of the, the basically the same thing, but to businesses in general, not to individual income taxpayers. So if this kind of thing goes on in California and in other states, you're going to find a migration to states that don't have they either have low or no income taxes, and that also has the physical um, parameters where you don't have to be quite so crowded in with the coronavirus, you've got the ability to spread out. And in a lot of Washington, you can spread out here. You've still got big suburban areas that aren't jammed in and people don't feel like they're on top of each other, which leads me to my next article, 
which is just basically um, New York's wealthy taxpayers may not return. They might never come back. Where did they go? Let's find out. And why did they leave? Why are they leaving? This is um, their Governor Como fears. New York's wealthy taxpayers may not return, Como fears. And this is a Fox Business article. The New York governor is concerned that drawn out remote work opportunities may cause workers to leave the Big Apple for good. Why would they go back? I know a lot of people really love the downtown New York, the New York City thing, the Manhattan thing. I know one of the, the uh, YouTubers that I follow pretty closely, or I have followed, watched a lot of his content, is Casey Neistat. And he's probably one of the more famous YouTubers out there. He does just, he started off just moving to, to New York and didn't have anything going on. And he just created basically a YouTube model for himself and created a ton of content. And now he's famous there. But then he recently moved to California, I believe Los Angeles to start raising his family. He's got couple of little kids. He's got one older kid. But he moved from New York to California. So people are moving around and people are specifically moving during the Coronavirus out of New York out of New York City. Because it's so densely populated there, that I think you don't have the option of trying to avoid the Coronavirus. If you're there, there's so many unless you're hunkered down in an apartment or a condo somewhere. There's no there's no chance of kind of avoiding what's going on there with the spread of the coronavirus. And so if you have money, you're getting the heck out of Dodge. You are leaving New York City. New York is faced with swelling budget holes as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. And the state's governor is concerned the state's financial situation may get worse if the city's wealthiest taxpayers leave for good. This week, the state's Democratic governor, Andrew Cuomo, voiced concern that the longer work from home policies are in place, the less likely it is that people who have left the city will return. They're kind of getting used to what they're doing. Same thing here in Washington. We had right at the beginning of the pandemic, we had a lot of people leaving because a lot of people in Washington, if you have money, you have a second residence somewhere. And a lot of people went to their second residence and kind of hunkered down. I bet a bunch of you listening to this podcast right now in Washington did that same that very same thing. You're like, if I'm going to have to hunker down, I want to do it in my normal home where I'm always at. I want to go somewhere that's really cool and is fun, is more of a vacation atmosphere. And if I'm going to have to work from home for a while, that's where I'm going to do it. Now, it's not a long term solution because your life is somewhere else, but you can do it for a while. Could you do it for a few months? Yeah, probably. Could you do it for longer? That's what the governor, Governor Como of New York is saying is like, oh, I'm a little afraid that this is what's going on. And this is going to be a longer term trend than what people are giving it credit for. In the old days, we used to talk about people leaving Manhattan if the situation got bad, if taxes went up, if quality of life deteriorated, Como said on a call with reporters Thursday, they left, they left because of COVID. And I know I've heard that many, 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 many times. I've read that in articles that New York's upper end just left, they took off, they, they went to the Hamptons, they went anywhere else, but Manhattan, anywhere else, but downtown. So many wealthy individuals abandoned Manhattan for nearby suburbs or other states entirely to escape the densely populated metro, as it became an epicenter of the virus outbreak earlier this spring. Remember, it first started in the state of Washington here where I'm at, and then New York just 
surpassed us and then just became the literally the epicenter for everything going down that was horrible about the coronavirus. Moving executives told Fox Business that the exodus from New York City during the past few months has been insane. Roadway moving President Ross Sapir, for example, told Fox Business that people are moving out of Manhattan in numbers he has never seen before as his company deals with its busiest season since its 2008 inception. So you don't hire a moving company if you're coming back. If you're just doing six months, you're not going to hire a moving company to move all your stuff out. You are leaving for good. And I think that's what we're talking about here. That's what we are seeing. And many of the residents who left belong to higher income brackets. United Van Line CEO Mark Rogers told Fox Business that the majority of residents moving out of Manhattan, 61%, are earning over $100,000 a year. So in New York City, that is known as poverty level. But for the rest of the country, $100,000 is good income. It, um, it allows you a good lifestyle. But in New York, New York City, Manhattan, you got to make some more money to even just be able to live and survive. Como has asked lawmakers to lift a $10,000 cap on state and local tax deductions as a means to help residents and potentially prevent high net worth people from leaving for lower tax states. State of Washington, you're going to have some people moving here from New York. It's a possibility. I don't, I, I think if you're an East Coast person, you're probably not going to move to the West Coast. You know, I remember that big uh, rap battle that happened back in the 90s, East Coast versus West Coast, Tupac versus Biggie, um, all of that. Yeah, that was a thing. And it's because I think there's a real mindset difference between East Coast states and West Coast states. It's just a totally different lifestyle, totally different mindset. So you're not necessarily going to have the wealthy from New York move out here. I think you're going to have the wealthy from New York move to other adjoining areas that maybe have a little bit better quality of life and aren't quite so densely pack, packed in because the you know coronavirus is going to be with us for a while, right? Probably through 2021 at least and probably beyond that. Maybe we get a vaccine. Maybe this a lot of this stuff becomes not so important. Maybe people move back to New York City. But I think what you're seeing right now is a migration in, Se in uh, Seattle. I say Seattle and, and Seattle in general and state of Washington in general because of its physical traits and its lack of income tax is a pretty enticing place to come. You always have somebody in your family who's like, ah, oh, you've been to Washington? It's so great out there. Yeah, it's great out here. Right now, it's awesome because we've got the summer weather, but it's those days are numbered. In the, what, the other nine or 10 months out of the year, it's a little bit grim to get through the rain and get through the cold and do that, but it's doable. It's not like other states where you've got the extreme hot or cold. It is totally doable here. So if New York City loses these high net worth taxpayers for good, it could exacerbate a deepening budget deficit as tax revenues in the Big Apple drop precipitously. Not good. But that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about people moving and taking their income with them, and they're not going to pay taxes anymore to whatever state that was. Tax collections in New York City dropped 46% in June, even while revenues generated in other parts of the state recovered. That decline follows a 32% drop in May and a 23% decline in April. 
Those are enormous numbers. Those are massive revenue issues. And I think every state's going to probably need a uh, some kind of bailout when this is all said and done, because their budgets for 2021, those, those are just going to be horrific. They're going to be terrible. Because you don't have the income to, to put those budgets together. In May, the state's comptroller said the economic devastation facing New York had not been seen since the Great Depression. Yep, that, that sounds right to me. All right. On top of a potential exodus of wealthy people altogether, the state is also dealing with the prospect that it may lose out on tax revenues because of the massive amount of people who are working from home in other states or other cities like Washington State, like Seattle, like Bellevue. A section of the Heels Act, for example, would relieve people of certain burdens. And the Heels Act is the new, um, it's the new Senate bill that they're trying to put together. We've got uh, the House and the Senate going back and forth trying to figure out a new um, aid package. And so a section of the Heels Act, for example, would relieve people of certain burdens related to teleworking, which Como indicated could mean that they may owe less taxes to the city. All right. Como said on Thursday that this disturbing policy would have a negative effect on New York City, adding that he is aware that many people have been working from the Hamptons. There we go. Aspen and even Wyoming. Why wouldn't you? You're going to have way less chance of getting the coronavirus there. You're in an area that doesn't have the big income uh, tax, and you're going to have arguably a better quality of life. You don't want to be in New York City right now, right? You don't want to be in New York right now. That's not the place to be. You had many people leave from COVID, people who could, people who had the resources, people who had a second house, people who had the summer home, people who had a ranch in Aspen, or could go on vacation for a few months, he said. Now we are talking about some upper end people, but those people also contribute heavily to tax bases. So you take a top couple of percentage of most states, what their income earners make, and they make as much as the bottom and I'm totally throwing out numbers here, the bottom, I don't know, 70%, 60%, 70%. Those are just the numbers. Those are the dynamics. And that's the rich get richer and the poor get poor. That's just what's going on right now. And I don't think there's any way to kind of see it any differently, and especially in New York, New York City, Manhattan. So meanwhile, there's a bill circulating in the New York State Legislature that could potentially create the necessary exemption to the state's convenience of employer rule, which would mean that people working from another state may not owe taxes on income as if they were working from their offices in Manhattan. So I think what the state of uh, New York is trying to do is they're trying to keep their... Um, they're trying to keep their tax base together. So when COVID goes away, or becomes a non issue, I don't think it's ever going to go away. When it becomes a non issue, then those people will come back and they won't feel like they have been shunned out of town, that they're they've just been on sabbatical, come back, everything's normal, you're okay. All right, let's do this. They feel like they can leave Manhattan or New York, or New York City, whatever it is you want to call it, leave, come back, they're still in good standing. So but how many of those people will leave New York and never go back? That's what I think you're looking at. And, that's, and how many people will leave California and never go back? That's what I perceive happening. I remember when I first started in real estate in the 1980s, the late 1980s, we were experiencing our first big wave 
of Californians coming up here. And the reason they were leaving was basically one thing, and that was quality of life. Los Angeles had just become a nightmare. And this is way back when. This is 30-something years ago. So quality of life was a major concern then. It's, it's an even worse consideration now because traffic hasn't gotten any better there. Quality of life hasn't gotten any better. It's probably gotten worse. And you can say the same thing about Seattle. You can say the same thing about here where I live in Bellevue. You can say the same thing about Washington. But it's still way better in identical terms if you compare apples to apples to what's going on in Los Angeles. So I do see a lot of migration. I see people talking about it. I see businesses. I see businesses moving from Seattle to Phoenix or those some of those cities. But there's I think still going to be a lot of people moving into the state of Washington. And Washington is going to benefit from a lot of what's going on directly as a result of COVID-19. And the shifts in where people live where they can live and shifts where people work and where they can work. I don't think that there's any way you can avoid saying that we don't really know entirely what those shifts are like. But they're going to move to states that have the things going on that the state of Washington does. And so I'm glad to live here. I like living here in Washington. I think it's a great state. Did we just have some absolute nightmare stuff go on with chop and Chaz and all of that and protesting and marches and nonviolent protesters and then rioting protesters, violent, violent, violent rioters. Yeah, we, we have had that. That has been a thing. It's been also been a thing down in Portland. But for the most part, these are two really geographically beautiful cities. And we've got a lot of stuff going on for us. So don't forget that when you're kind of thinking through, all right, does that make sense? People are moving into Washington. Ah, I don't see that. Relative to other states, yeah, I think that is a thing. And I think moving forward, um, you will continue to see that. And as we do, I'll let you know right here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So again, I'm Sean Reynolds from Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast here. Thank you so much. Love to have you subscribe to our YouTube channel and also our podcast platforms. I will see you on the next one. Until then, bye for now. Thank you. Bye. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.